Hello and welcome to the Scottish Poetry Library podcast. My name's Sam Tung and I'm the project coordinator here and I'm a poet myself as well. One of the reasons for making this podcast is that I wanted to introduce you to our Nothing But The Poem scheme, which is a very gentle way into a poet's work. We do it every month and all the friends of the Scottish Poetry Library are invited. We do it online on Zoom, so you can do it from wherever you are. We have people from all over Scotland and also some uh, people come up from the south as well with the, the joys of the internet. This month's poet is Jay Whittaker, and I chose her work specifically because of Pride Month and because of her representations of her own relationships and her battles with illness. So I'm going to open with Not This Again, which was also Poem of the Week in The Scotsman. Not This Again. I assume we're invisible, two women at 50, plodding through the heat, back to our car. In my younger days, I'd scan the horizon more warily, clock sunburnt men clutching pints, ranged along the harbour wall, their backs turned to boats bobbing on the solway. Lezzies! So many years since anyone shouted abuse, it takes a while to register late-onset outrage as a statement of fact. Like we care what they think. And I chose this poem in particular because of this sense of just that title, Not This Again. That idea that for the poet and for the, the audience, it feels like that kind of abuse and that kind of homophobia is part of... Um, a time gone by, but of course it's still around and there's still homophobic abuse um, spread and, um, and uttered many, many times and in many different setups. I think with this one, I just really liked that strong statement at the end, like we care what they think. And that set up the rest of the poems that we were going to have a look at as well. That sense of, I'm going to write my way out of this. And that is something that Jay Whittaker is particularly strong on. Jay's work is particularly strong on being able to do that. As she prioritized her writing um, in her mid-40s after her civil partner died and she started cancer treatment. In her words, she says that I didn't meet many other people like me, queer widowed, finding my way through cancer land. Poetry was a lifeline for me and I wrote the poems I would have liked to read. And that works its way through both of her collections. Sweet Anaesthetist came out from Cinnamon Press in 2020 and Wristwatch, which was Cinnamon Press as well in 2017, that won the Saltire Society's Poetry Book of the Year. So she's very well valued and her work is extremely strong. And the thing that kind of runs through a lot of her poems are this kind of irreverent, unsentimental um, humour uh, that kind of demystify mortality, illness, loss, and but with a wry humour and using everyday objects, using kind of everyday things that are to hand and using those as um, ways into thinking about the big themes. So I'm going to read a poem which brings all of those aspects together. And this one's called Old Honey. Behind the aromatic fog of spices and vinegar at the back of the kitchen cupboard, I find an ancient jar of wildflower honey, still good to sweeten porridge. A best-before date, 
from before she died. Lid sticks. Inside, paste granulates. How many bees made this and are no more? Again, when we're discussing these poems in the Nothing But The Poem group, I often get um, participants to read the poem out and then discuss it and discuss what they've heard, what um, images struck them as we were listening to the poem. And for me, that final couplet, how many bees made this and are no more, was a really interesting way of approaching grief in such a short poem. It's only four stanzas long, and the stanzas are only three lines long each. And it's a really, really compressed um, piece, a bit like the jar. The jar is um, with the lid stuck onto it. It's very tight. It's very compressed. But the poet manages to make this about so much more than honey, of course. Um, how many bees made this and are no more? You would think maybe in a lesser poet's hands it might finish on that poignant um, line of a best before date from before she died but actually that comes not it doesn't come at the end it comes in a kind of penultimate stanza and actually has more of a hit because it does that and this is the kind of way in which Jay uses the kind of everydayness of what's been found in a domestic setting um, to open out onto these huge themes of loss and grief so this poem, Old Honey, was one of the poems that we discussed in our monthly Nothing But The Poem session. Um, and it was really interesting to hear from the other members of the group because people always hear things differently and they'll put their own interpretations into the words that are selected by the poet as well. But we had a quite an interesting discussion on that word in that first line, beyond the aromatic fug, the word fug. Quite a few people had heard that line in a different, that word in a different context. Um, perhaps a kind of um, pea super that down in uh, the Thames, down in London. But the way in which the poet has chosen this line, this word right here, really, really fits with what she's trying to create, this aromatic fog. So a kind of, it's not quite a fog, but it's um, a sense and it's overwhelming and it's immersive this fog of spices and vinegar. And just the way in which it works, we discussed how um, as, as you're reading the poem, you just enter into that. It's a sense. It's often, not many poems seem to open with um, the sense of smell. The sense of smell is one of these um, senses that often gets overlooked, I think. But this one, we're thrown right into it. And we've got that sense of opening the cupboard and this incredibly poignant but also um, immersive aroma comes out at us. We were also focused on these little details which in the first reading we hadn't picked up on but then when one of the one of the participants reread the poem we were all struck by this line that the honey is still good to sweeten porridge. It was a kind of we we passed over it in the first reading but in the second reading it seemed to take on more weight so this honey is still good. It's old honey, but it's still good. And of course, there's all the connotations of old honey being um, the relationship that has, that, has, that has passed, that the partner has died, but the old honey, the memories, still sweeten porridge. So yeah, you can see just from a very, very short poem how much we can 
discuss and, and ring out of it in terms of meaning, everybody bringing their own meanings to the poem. And this is the kind of thing that we, that we cover in a Nothing But The Poem session. Another poem that Jay has written here, it's similar in the sense that it still uses small domestic details, but it has a bit of a wry sense of humor in there, whilst also opening out onto big political themes. And I'll read this one to you. A song for small electricals. Oh, broken Wi-Fi speaker, your champagne finish in irrelevance, now you are silent, unrepaired. Oh, epilator, jabbing and pecking at my blotched legs, mechanical witness to my part in this decadence, take your place in the ranks of small electricals, consigned to a skip in the recycling centre. Oh, the burden of your dismantling, somewhere out of sight, by someone other than me. This was really interesting to read aloud when in the group because of its lamentation, the way it's structured with this, these lines that open with the O oh, and people really enjoyed kind of performing that lamentation um, in the group when we were reading it together. But also that strange mix between the high, highfalutin, high level language of lamentation, but then the seemingly everyday throwaway white goods um, and electronic, electrical goods that it's linked with. So there's this kind of absurdity going on there as well, which really works. And then as it progresses through, through the poem, again, another very short poem, only four stanzas of three lines each, these, ele these old electricals, they just seem to kind of uh, mass, they become ranks of small electricals. So they kind of get lined up, they start to um, become something that needs to be dealt with and, and discarded, consigned to a skip in the recycling center. But the poet is implicated in this as well. It's not just throwing away. There is no away to throw them to. So in that final, that final stanza, the burden of your dismantling somewhere out of sight by someone other than me, the poet realizes that the objects themselves um, and purchasing those objects and using those objects she's implicated and has that sense of um, openness to the, the other people, the other, um, other groups of people who are going to have to break these pieces down and trying to get some value out of them once we've discarded them. So again, very short piece that manages to speak to much, much bigger themes. And that's what Jay is so good at doing. I hope that gave you a sense of what we do in nothing but the poem sessions. They're very open, they're very gentle, there's no homework, you don't even have to read the poems before you come along. So I would really like to extend an invitation to you, the listener, to sign up as a friend so that you can have access to these monthly themed readings, these monthly themed nothing but the poems. And I'd love to see you on Zoom from wherever you're Zooming in. The Scottish Poetry Library is situated just off the Royal Mile and we're open Monday to Friday. We've got both of Jay Whittaker's books and we've got an incredible selection of Scottish and international poetry and we'd love to see you soon.